welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those of you that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is actually an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. We have two channels, actually. One is called Coffee and Bible Time, and then Ashley and Taylor have a vlogger channel called Coffee Girls. But our mission here at Coffee and Bible Time is to help people delight in God's word. And we do that also with our website and our storefront, which has Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. Hey, everybody, it's Mentor Mama, and today I have an amazing guest joining us to explore the topic of mentorship. So I know you're all probably thinking, well, you're Mentor Mama. I know, and this is actually one of the most common questions that we get sent to us is, how can I find a mentor? So I'm super excited about what Kelsey has to share with you today. But first, a word from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. And my mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. Yeah, so I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to okay. the podcast. Oh, Well, one other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. Our guest today is Kelsey Chapman. Kelsey is an author, podcaster, and personal cheerleader to women building their dream life and business. When she first launched her brand in 2015, she felt all the overwhelming feelings we all have when we try to do this. Uh, It was scary to take such a huge leap and commit to showing up for a dream that she didn't know if it would pan out or not. But it was mentorship that pushed her to rise up. 
So over the first few years of business, she leaned on the shoulders of some incredible mentors that she had who took her under their wing and taught her how to make the jump from dreamer to doer. Kelsey needed their expert wisdom to shift old perspectives, discover the right next steps that would help her execute the vision and stay hopeful throughout the journey. Her mentors have helped shape her character so she could become the CEO and leader she is today. Now she's excited to pay it forward and be that cheerleader for you too, because you, our Coffee and Bible Time audience, you can turn your wildest dreams into reality. So Kelsey has a book called What They Taught Me, and she also has a podcast called The Radiant Podcast. Kelsey, so nice to meet you. Welcome. It is so good to be here with you today. I'm so excited. Well, I just wanted to start out today by having you share what was the tipping point that actually got you interested in being a mentor and a mentee? So, you know, I look back to my first formal mentor at 14. She was my Young Life leader. And that's where I recognized the value of mentorship. I mean, it really might've been a few years into our relationship before I realized, wow, she sacrifices a lot to invest in me. But at the time, I'd say that's my first moment of recognition that, wow, this is this is a special relationship. Now I'll rewind a bit. And before that, recognize two women who invested so much into me that didn't have to, you know, my mom has always been there every step of the way, but she's my mom. So by default, she's going to be a mentor. But these other two women, they weren't my mom. They were a best friend's mom and my aunt. And they stepped into my life and were just present in areas. Their mentorship was a little more open-ended and by proxy, you know, they just happened to already be in my life. But I'd say my young life leader was my first formal mentor. I'm in this role. I'm your mentor. You're my mentee. And it's we're going to be in relationship for four years. <laughs> and so she started walking with me through high school, which is such an identity forming season, right? <laughs> and I, I was actually had a lot, I had a lot of family things going on. It was a really dark season for me. And I describe Emily as this big, bright lighthouse for Jesus, showing me the way in a dark night, showing me that next right step in front of me. And so that is probably the tipping point where I learned to appreciate mentorship because she was just a few years ahead of me on the road. She was 18 and I was 14. She didn't have it all figured out. I mean, what 18-year-old does? I mean, what 31-year-old where I'm at now has it all figured out? Mm -hmm. Um, But she was there and she was consistent and she was willing. And she just held my hand and walked with me every step of the way. And so I... I was sold from there. I was like, I will forever look for mentors in my life. And then at some point, it's going to be my turn to turn around and reach back to a girl a few steps behind me. And so I got started mentoring when I was 18 too and became a young life leader. Oh, that's so awesome. 
for the Coffee and Bible Time audience, hey guys, I know that like this mentor word even sounds like so formal, like it's something official you have to like go sign up for and you have to be placed with somebody. And I know Kelsey's going to talk a little bit about that, but I just want you to like drop any preconceived notions that you have on what a mentor is and what a mentor does and why um, we recommend that you get one. And did you know that it also is a biblical mandate that we are to bring along the people that are coming behind us? And I know even at my age, I still have mentors that are older than me. So it, it is something like you said, Kelsey, when you started a young age, you can be a mentor at a young age, totally, and all the way on up. So during your time in ministry, was there any particular mentor that really helped guide your path? Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Oh, man. Well, all 10 of them guided my path in some capacity, and there will be more added to the lineup over time as I step into new roles. But I would say, you know, during my time in, in ministry through Young Life, that's really where Harriet and Kay stepped in. And I wrote about them kind of midway through the book. And I was in college. I was in this new leadership role. And I I didn't have all the answers figured out. Sometimes my Young Life girls would come to me with big questions about eternity, about salvation, about their family members. And I was like, whoa, I do not have a theology degree. I feel unprepared for this. And so I always had Kay and Harriet there as a sounding board to say, hey, what do I say? (laughs) Um, How do I dive into scripture to figure this out for myself and give them a few different angles of how scripture might be interpreted so they can arrive at their own conclusion? You know, I think that's really important in mentorship to not just tell your mentee what to believe, but help them arrive at their own conclusions. And so there was a weightiness and a responsibility there of how do I help my mentees arrive at a biblical conclusion as they're navigating their faith journey, that's a big responsibility. And so I really leaned on Kay and Harriet who were involved in Young Life. They knew my girls. Harriet was the mom of one of my Young Life girls. So she was mentoring me. I was mentoring her daughter. We had this little circle of life going on. And um, it was so special to have their input. And it, it made me feel like the pressure's off. Cause I think we put a lot of pressure on mentorship to be perfect, to have it all figured out to, to have arrived quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And, and they helped me take the pressure off and help me 
understand that, okay, I can tell my mentee, I might not know the answer to that, but I'm going to start digging and let's learn together. And I also have people I can go to and ask these big questions. So stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. You mentioned burnout and a time in your life where you've experienced a situation where you desperately needed mentors to kind of help see you through it. Can you give us some examples and help us understand what are some of the different situations where mentors are so applicable? Well, man, I feel like burnout is one of those topics that is affecting us all now more than ever. You know, over the last decade, it seems like with every passing year, it's more, faster, better all the time. Like slow living is losing its normalcy more and more. I think we could all learn to slow down a little bit, right? But I'm a fast paced gal by nature. And so any dream I have, I'm going to run full force. So when that was in ministry, I was mentoring 30 hours a week. That's not required for impact. That's just how I approach things. Like you can, you can impact someone in one hour a month, but I just run full force with anything I do. So I will say after college, those finding myself years, there was a lot of searching. And then when I really found my lane, what I wanted to do, I dove in full force. I started building this online business. Um, it's, uh, I, you know, really straddle ministry and business and my career. And I got in there and was like, whoa, if I don't pace myself, I will not be able to carry this dream with, dream with longevity. I can either be a flash in the pan and go 100 miles a minute right now and get a lot done, but I don't know that I'd be able to carry it with longevity, or I can slow down, pace myself so that I have the energy to keep going. If this is what I feel like God has called me to do, then pacing myself is going to be better than being a flash on the pan and burning out after a big bang, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I started looking around because I was doing this unconventional career. I mean, you understand what you've built with coffee and Bible time is unconventional. Like five years ago, we didn't do ministry or business online, or we were at the very early phases of it. Even this online space has only been around 10 years. So I just looked around and was like, who is doing this? Because I don't know anyone in my real life doing what I'm doing. I see some people online, but I don't know anyone around my dinner table. So I started searching and I was looking for a mentor that also shared my values. You know, I built my dream in a way that one day when I have kids, I don't have kids yet. I could be present and available and go to the soccer game at 3 PM. You know, I wanted this dream career, but I also wanted it to be flexible for the life I wanted to build. So I looked around for working mamas who had built a business in the online space, women who really valued family, but also valued their passion. And they had found a way to juggle it. It didn't mean it was without sacrifice, but they had found a way. And so I reached out. And in some cases, I paid for that mentorship because that's their expertise and how they make a living. But it forever changed my life. And I don't know that I would be where I am today in my ministry or writing books or in my career without their guidance. That's 
really an important point that we weren't meant to like do this world alone. And we can really prosper from what people have gone ahead and done before us. And I know we have to still learn from our own mistakes, but they can kind of help guide you towards, you know, avoiding the huge pitfalls. Kelsey, you mentioned in your book being a yes girl. Can you tell us how a mentor helped you overcome that? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I like to do it all. I'm an Enneagram seven. I want all the things all the time. More is better. But as I've gotten real older, I've realized sometimes more is not better. And sometimes I can't savor a moment always on a quest for more. And I don't think God calls me to live at this insane pace where I'm blazing through life saying yes to everything, because that really means I'm saying no to the most important things. And so I don't know if you found yourself in a season like this, where you've said yes to too many things, and then you're so stretched thin that you can't enjoy even one of them. Mm -hmm. I found myself mad at the world doing what I was called to do. And it's like, wait, this is not that there's something off here. How do I, how do I get in alignment you know, I know God has called me to do what I'm doing, but something's off. And so I started assessing my life and realized I had no boundaries. I never slowed down. I worked till 10 PM. I squeezed in friend time and visitors every second of the day. And I just, I had no boundaries. Therefore I had no margin left in my life. And so again, I invited trusted mentors in to help me assess where's the gaps? Why am I feeling mad all the time doing things I love? I think I've just squeezed too many of them in a day to where I'm not able to be present and enjoy them. How can I walk through this? How can I do what I do with longevity? Whether that's, you know, actively participate and show up in my marriage, whether that's be a good friend, whether that's pursue my career, whether that's walk out my faith, you know, like I, I wasn't really present in any area because I was saying yes to too many things at once. And so I invited these voices in. Catherine was a huge voice in that season and she helped me, you know, she was what I call our churches. Olivia Pope, if anyone's ever watched Scandal, she fixed us all. We all had Catherine Toon as a mentor. And so she helped me start replacing lies I was believing about myself and about missing out and not having enough, kind of a lack mentality and replacing those lies with truth. And she helped me do so much identity work. I think I was supposed to move to Colorado just for her to be in my life. And so I, I mean, just always pointing me back to Jesus, always pointing me back to the truth of who God says I am. And man, my, I will forever be grateful for her presence in my life. I'm so glad you had someone so amazing like that to kind of step in and help you. How do you balance mentorship and friendship? So we know that mentors can turn into friends and sometimes you agree with your mentor or you don't. And it's just kind of gray area, so to speak. It's not cut and dry. For me, a lot of my mentors have become my friends mm -hmm. and I prefer that. Some people might like a more cut and dry relationship. And so 
assess that about yourself or about the mentor. The mentor might prefer that. You know, I will always say read the room. If they're more comfortable with it being a friendship type of mentorship, then roll with it as long as you are as well. But if you want to keep it strictly like advice, guidance, that's okay too. But a lot of my mentors have become friends and I feel honored that they'd let me into their life. And I also feel like that's a way I can give back to them when it turns into a friendship. How can I make this beneficial for you? You're serving me so much by giving me your wisdom. How can I serve you in return? I think that's practical for any type of relationship, (laughs) you know, mutual service of one another. I think Jesus modeled that with his disciples, you know, Um, he served them and they served his vision. And so for me, these mentors who have become friends, at some point it shifted from strictly advice to, hey, here's what's going on in my world to this is what's going on with my kids. But I learned so much from that too. You know, I can learn from anyone and I think it would, it would do us all well to put on that learner hat in any relationship we have. And sometimes that means you've got to chew the meat and spit out the bones, ditch the stuff that just doesn't work or doesn't land or isn't a fit for you because your mentor isn't going to be perfect. They're not going to model the perfect life. They're not Jesus. And so, you know, they're a human. And so recognizing that and, and learning in that friendship. Yes. You know, I've been involved in this, um, mom's ministry. It's called Making Our Mothering Significant. And this is actually my 19th year of being in it. But I've always said that one of the most amazing things has always been that every group I've been in, we have a mentor. And these are just godly women who have walked the steps ahead of us. And they just can give good, wise counsel, whether it is related to scripture or whether it's related to potty training. It's just incredible to meet with these women who are really volunteers, just doing it out of a heartfelt desire to kind of help the next generation. And I just... I'm so excited that you're you're continuing like you're you're doing this at a younger age from when I started. I think it's just so awesome and I know my daughter Ashley too. She loves mentoring young girl groups as well. So, I wanted to just ask you about a time where being a mentor to someone else has really impacted you? Like, was there a specific experience or? Yes, man, I, so my young life girls that I started when I was 14 years old, I mean, I was 18, they were 14. I had just come fresh out of young life as the mentee, still in relationship with my young life leader. I am still good friends with her today. And I decided I want to step into this role. My life was so dramatically impacted by her presence in it that I want to be that for these other girls. Because I think when you're in high school, having someone who's in their early 20s feels like a combination of a mom, a sister, and a friend. They get the bluntness a mom kind of gets, but also the voice of truth that a mom kind of gets. 
And then that camaraderie that a sister and a friend get. And so it's a really special role and they, they let you in in just a different way than they let other people in, in their lives. And so I know that was true for me. And I saw that to be the case, you know, I would have parents call me and say, Hey, I can't talk to my kid about this. Can you, can you talk to them about it? And I'm like, Whoa, that's a lot. So I remember that first year was so easy and fun. It's like, I would take 40 girls to camp. We were the fun group. We just loved each other's sleepovers. I would go have a sleepover at my dad's house and he would go stay with a friend so that we could have the whole house. We'd have girls sleeping in the bathtub in every corner of the house. There'd be 40 girls at the sleepover. And I would, you know, literally kick my dad out to go stay somewhere else so that I could host these girls because my tiny college apartment was not going to work for that. So (laughs) I remember that first year feeling really easy, but then, you know, teenage years can, you you go through a lot of seasons and you can go through angsty seasons or hard, harder seasons. And my sweet little bubbly young life girls all of a sudden started getting an attitude and they started ditching me for, hangouts with boys and our time together might consist of like someone being really flaky. And here I was spending my last $2 on my bank account to bake cookies. And then no one would show up when they said they would. And so I learned a lot in those harder years as we all do in stormy seasons about what it looks like to love unconditionally. And when there's not an immediate return for your investment Mm -hmm. and that became the title of Emily, my Young Life Leaders chapter, because I realized what it looks like to love without an immediate return through her and then through my own experience. And those girls, I'm still in my Young Life Girls lives today. I'm 31. They are 27. I was just visiting two of them in Portland last week. And we're adults now and we're still here together. They still come to me with the big stuff, you know, with the big life questions. We might not be aligned in every area of life, but they still come in the moments that count because I sowed seeds in that season and I watered them and I trusted that when they didn't blossom right then and there, they would grow at some point. And mentorship is about playing the long game. It's not for the faint of heart. And sometimes it's painful, but I think I grew so much in that journey as much as they did as well. And so it's, it's a win all around and how you grow in that role. Both parties benefit. It can be painful sometimes, but what part of human connection comes without pain, you know? And so I, I think they were, where I cut my teeth on learning to truly love people, not when it's easy, not when it's convenient, but when it matters, even if it's painful. Yes. I just completely affirm what you've said, Kelsey. I know in my own experience, what I've learned as a mentor is just that don't give up. Like sometimes it is hard because like maybe they don't show up or they haven't invested the quality of time that you were hoping that they were going to put into maybe what you had planned out for them. But it does teach us along the way as a mentor to be persevere. And like you said, to have unconditional love, and we don't know all the circumstances that they're going through. So it's just so important to 
be considerate like that. And I know, especially too, like if you're a mentor in a, in a Bible study setting, I always tell my ladies, like, please just come. Even if you haven't had time to do the lesson, you can still glean information just by what everybody else is talking about. So I thank you for just like being realistic. People aren't always going to do, you know, exactly what you hope they're going to do, but God can use that and he will. So Kelsey, do you think that you could give our listeners some advice on finding a mentor? And again, like I said, that's like one of the most asked questions that we get sent to our email. Absolutely. I would say I'm going to give two answers because we're in a unique season, right? I would say my normal answer in a non-pandemic world would be join a community of something with shared values of yours. Maybe that's a Bible study. Maybe that's a mom's group. Maybe that's a workout class, a hiking club. What do you enjoy doing? And join a community that centers around that and you will naturally meet people. Now, if we use dating as an example, we don't talk about babies on the first date, right? So when you meet a new person, you don't have to say, will you be my life mentor for the rest of my life on that first hangout? Just show up, get involved, meet people, hang out one time, see if you'd like to hang out with them again, if you'd like their advice in your life and go from there. Now we're in a little bit of a unique season. And so sometimes getting out and meeting new people is really hard for people right now. And I recognize that, especially depending on the city you're in, it can be so different. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'll say that there is a, a community online for anyone. I'm sure there's a community around this podcast. If you use Facebook as a search term and search mamas, you'll find a Facebook group. Some will be a total dud. You're going to have to do some hunting, but you can find a community for any interest you have. You're going to have to put yourself out there. And just like you might go to an awkward community group that you, it takes a while to meet the right person. You might have to wade through a few Facebook groups to say, oh, there's some cool people here and they do a monthly Zoom meetup and I'm going to go. And it's not the same as meeting people in person, but that's what's working right now. And so, and whatever that looks like for you, putting yourself out there, it is uncomfortable, but I promise the reward of connection is worth the risk and the awkwardness that comes with meeting new people. So right. (laughs) How about um, mentorship and how it may have affected your marriage? What have you learned like along those lines? Have you had some good mentors? That's biggie. Oh yeah. So Karen has by far been one of the most impactful people in my marriage. Well, I'll rewind a bit. I'd say Lucy and Harriet really modeled marriage well for me. I specifically asked Harriet to be a part of my life because I saw that after 30 years, she had a connected marriage. She had kids that enjoyed being around her. She, her home was where everyone wanted to be at. She had friendships that ran deep. And I was like, wow, she does this well. I just want to meet with her for coffee to learn from her. I actually don't have any tangible lessons that I can think of that I want 
her to pass down to me. I didn't really have an agenda. I just wanted to meet with her a little more regularly and formally because I knew she was modeling a life I wanted. And then Lucy, I was her nanny, but I got to watch their family life up close and personal. And at the end of the day, we'd stand and talk around the counter for 20 minutes. And some, some days it was, Hey, we're rushing out the door to baseball practice. But other days it was, so what's going on in your life or how, how's that guy you're dating? Do y'all have shared values? You know, we'd have the big conversations and then Karen really helped me once I got married because my husband and I were in ministry together and we were finding ourselves unaligned. No one tells you that when you get married, sometimes you don't agree about the church you go to. And sometimes you're in a dry season and they're not. And sometimes they're in a dry season and you're not. And those seasons can last years. And I thought we'd get married and it would be great forever. (laughs) We never disagree. And we have such similar personalities and we're just never really going to be in a lull or off the same page. And while that's sweet in theory, we can all zoom out and logically know, okay, how can you be on the same exact page with anyone for 80 years? That's probably likely impossible. And so those seasons are going to come. And when that season came for me, thank God, Karen was on staff at my church. She was wired a lot like me and her husband's personality was a lot like me. Like she's the blunt one and her husband's the quiet one. That's me and David. David's not exactly quiet, but he is more reserved than me. And just learning to navigate that, you know, I was the one who wasn't the happiest there. And David was golden boy. And Karen helped me survive that season of disconnection and not making it anything huge about us or our future, but just said, hey, girl, I've been there and I'm going to walk with you through this. That's so important. I love what you said about observing people that you feel like are doing it well, or their life is a testimony, their behaviors and sort of the results of their interactions and things you see. And and I think, you know, there is, to my knowledge, I don't know that you can just go on a website and say, hey, I want to find a mentor. Um, but I think for what you're saying is, is just critical that if there's an area of your life that you want to improve in, like even if it's your finances or if it's maybe you want to improve in your Bible scholars, you can find someone in that arena, but look out there within your own realm of influence and just see who might be available. And and I like your approach too about it just being casual saying, hey, do you want to go out for a cup of coffee? That's the way to start it. It doesn't have to be anything more huge than that. Well, Kelsey, as we wrap up here, can you tell us just a little bit about your book and your podcast and where people can find you if they want more information? Absolutely. You know, I wrote this book because I got a lot of questions, just like y'all get the question all the time. Where do I find a mentor? From my friends, I was getting the question, how do you have so many mentors? And I was like, well, I asked, or I looked around my life and recognized people who were already there that might carry a valuable message that I could learn from. They might not be perfect, but I could certainly learn from them. And so I sat down to write this book 
And my first chapter about Linnell loving me so radically, so unconditionally poured out of me. And then I realized, oh, I have so many stories like this because I've really looked for this since I was a little girl in my life. And that would be my hope for anyone else. So let's boil this. Let's boil these stories down to tangible lessons so that people can look for this in their life too. It's not just my stories. It's equipping you to find that in your life or to be that for someone else. And so it's called what they taught me, recognizing the mentors who will take you from dream to done. And then I've got the radiant podcast where we have fun conversations about dream building. And I just have amazing guests who have shared their stories and their journeys um, in navigating and pursuing their dreams. We might be taking a bit of a different direction this year, but it is there and you can always find those conversations. And it has just been a joy to chat with you about mentorship today. I have loved our conversation. Oh, great. Thank you so much, Kelsey. And I just want to thank our listeners for plugging in, be sure and go and check out Kelsey's information. You're going to love her. And I can, I can say like, you're the way you write is very captivating. You don't want to put it down. So I really, I loved your, your commentary and, and just that your real life experiences um, really is what makes the book so rich because you see it applied. So thank you so much. It was a joy to meet you and Thank you, Coffee and Bible Time listeners. I hope everybody has a blessed day.